three songs. Three songs. Three songs. It's three songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. 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 Three songs. Right, episode one fifty eight, three songs podcast. You're Bob Nastanovich. I'm Mike Hogan. How you doing, Bob? Yeah, good. Um, um, I've been making playlists um, lately for. Um, I think I mentioned it before in the show for a couple of restaurants and 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 bars and um, so so now so when I'm driving around, I listen to the playlists, you know. And I've got this Salako song in my head. I know I've played Salako on the show. Um, do you have that album Musicality by Solaco? I don't. It came out years ago. Um, they're hard to find. I'm going to try to dig one up for you. Okay. Yeah, I think you really love it. Cool. That's beside the point. Um, <laughs> how are you? I'm doing good. I'm good. Got a little little bit of a tickle in the throat, but other than that, I'm doing okay. you got somebody tickling your throat. Do you want to <laughs> do the show at another time? No, I'm good. Okay, good. Right, just I'm I'm all good, man. Um, Tell the cat not to scratch you. That's right. She's laying What's on. What's your floor. cat's name? Donut. Yeah, that's right, Donut. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess the only reason why I forget her name is that she's only mentioned about once every six or seven shows. Yeah, she's new. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. still. She's only about eight months old. It's, you know, it's more important to remember your human children. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> how's my girl? How's my girl, Ragsy? Uh, Ragsy's doing good. She's hanging yeah, in there. Hanging she'll, in there. She'll, she'll, she's probably about fourteen now. Yeah, uh, she's no, she's no kid. She's no kid. Yeah, she's. Yeah. So what's going on in Portland? Um. Well, you know. You're you're, near, you're nearing. Um. You mentioned to me, and you should tell me again. There's going to be some outdoor live music at like uh something to do with a record store coming up this summertime. Uh. Yeah, I haven't seen anything further on that, but there was. Uh, maybe a few weeks ago, Mississippi Records, which is one of the better record stores in Portland, also a record label here in Portland, releases a lot of amazing music from all over the world. They have this plan. They have across the street from the record shop, there's it's kind of like a little, I don't want to call it a park. That's probably a little overstating it, but it's, it's this little open area with... Um, you know, places to sit, and I think they're going to start, uh, th- like, Fridays and Saturdays, have live music, and they're not going to announce who it is. It's going to be, you know, local and national and international artists. You just show up and uh, experience it. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be good. And how are they going to do it? Like one or two bands at a time? So you don't even know the details. I don't the even details. really know the details. Yeah. I, they, I don't think it's been fully fleshed out yet, and I think the mystery is part of the appeal. Well, I, I like that, you know. So, a little mystery. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when you when you live in a city like Portland, which is loaded with musical artists, and you're going to have, you know, other things associated with your label and stuff like that. I imagine they've got a, a loaded arsenal, as they say. Oh, I'm sure. I mean. You know, a, a couple years ago, they did a show because they've released records by both. They did like, you know, Painted Arrows, which was um, 
you know, Fred and Tootie from Dead Moon, their their uh, band after Dead Moon, uh, along with Michael Hurley. You know, so talk, yeah, I mean, come on, yeah, talk, yeah. Talk about a diverse, you know, I mean, both like ultimately Oregon artists, um, both on Mississippi yeah. Records, um, but you know, couldn't be more different. Well, it's nice to know that the scene's about to kick into some sort of gear. One would one would hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we hope yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. Well, I mean, outdoor. I think outdoor music. You know, I I, I think so. I think so. I mean, but you know, there's a lot. Yeah, of... I think about the people that come to these concerts too are probably pretty conscious of the rules at this point. You know, right, right, and the, you know, I mean, they're going to be free shows. I think the other, I guess sort of reason for not announcing it is it gives you a lot more flexibility because if somebody is not able to travel or there's some sort of issue that comes up you haven't committed and you don't have to cancel you can potentially slot somebody else in and no one will know they just ring any of like 88 cool portland bands yeah right (laughs) or 80 880 yeah i mean so that'll be fun yeah yeah, no, I mean, that's not far from your house? Mm, I wouldn't say that. It's about 20, 20 minute drive. It's across town. Yeah. Well, anyways, it's... when you get a chance, you know, pass on the details. Like, and you said that's like a June, July thing, as far as you know? Uh, you know, I retweeted something a little while back. I'll find it while we're talking, and I'll, I'll come back and update yeah. it. Yeah, well, good for Mississippi uh, I Records. Know. I mean, yeah. that's pretty wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty cool. So. Um, anyways, I'll start the show tonight, Mike. Um, our dear friend Dave Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Dave um, Martin. Who I've known for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful guy. And uh, now he plies his trade over at Captured Tracks, the Brooklyn label Captured Tracks, which kind of like Mul- Mississippi Records, they put out a multitude of artists. Um he was very kind to send me a package the other day, several days ago, um, with a handful of records in there. Most most of which I'd never either heard of the artist or or heard the music. So obviously those things go hand in hand. Um, but I had heard of Linda Smith, but I'd never really listened to her too much. And so, have you ever listened to Linda Smith? Yeah. So. Did. Dave sent me, I think, a similar package. Thank you, Dave. Did you, did you, did you break it open and I, listen to I it? I did. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, have you listened to Linda Smith record you sent? I, I, I did. I only listened to it once, so um, I, I'm not necessarily an expert t- to discuss it uh, and excited to hear it again. Well, you know, I am, Mike, because uh, <laughs> I've listened to it about four or five times. Okay, good. <laughs> so it's been on heavy roto around nice. here. Um you know, our turntable now is not far from our kitchen, so the that's when the when the record spins. So, um, Linda Smith, I, I believe this is a song that she made in nine. She was active mid late eighties until mid nineties. She's a Baltimore artist who uh, relocated to New York, and um, this is actually the first song off of a compilation that Captured Tracks has thrown together. And um, 
the song in a play was originally released, I, I think, in CD form only on a Chicago label called Feel Good All Over. Oh, yeah, I remember Feel Good All Over. Bill Meyer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just amazing. Um, you know, it's amazing these labels that you've only heard the name and then you go to Discogs or whatever and you look at like how active they are and how many things they put out. I just don't know how they do it. I mean, like, it's just amazing. Um, how they just keep pumping stuff out. But um, this is a compilation that um, Capture Tracks is thrown together. I like the way Dave himself is referred to in the contacts on the website as director of physical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that to me, that's kind of a scary job title, but that's beside the point. This is called, this is Linda Smith. A uh, great Baltimore artist, and um, this is called "I See Your Face." Off of her compilation uh, is called "Till Another Time."
was very kind. Our buddy Dave Martin has sent us a bunch of records. I wonder if he sent us the same things. I don't have all of them in front of me, Mike. Uh, um, I I don't have them all in front of me. They're they're probably a couple arms lengths away from me. But I, I off the top of my head, I got the Bona Dish. I mean, it came up because a few episodes ago I played Bona Dish. Well, we got different ones. We got different ones. Though. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, very uh, thoughtful, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, he said, if there's anything you need, let me know. And it's I said it's funny because I was just about to order the Bona Dish, and so he's you know he said I'll put together a little package. He surprised me. It showed up a couple days ago. Um, and I got, so I got the, that Linda Smith record. Um, I got, uh, Beach Bullies, um, kind of early. No, me neither. No, we, we, we got totally different selections. Very thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Super thoughtful. So, So, um, anyways, I love the Linda Smith. Um, you know, Linda Smith must've been on my radar because she had to been in New York at the same time I was. And... You know, perhaps the reason why I never saw her was because I don't really remember anybody talking to her. And of course, my finger would have been most on the pulse as a Hoboken re- resident at Maxwell's. And if she played there, I missed it. But like, you know, um, you know, with a name like Linda Smith, um, it doesn't really jump off the page at right. you, you know, like, right. which is says nothing about her music. It just. Right. And she, it, you know, I I think for better or worse, released a lot of different uh, singles, albums, cassettes, EPs. Cassettes and CDs. CDs, yep, on a bunch of different labels. Like, she she didn't hitch her wagon to a single label. She put out stuff on, like you said, Feel Good All Over, on Shrimper, uh, Harriet Records, Slumberland Records. Um, So it was, she didn't, seemingly didn't have a label out there promoting her they were promoting the release that she did as a one-off on her record on their record label yeah so i mean what's great about it is 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 captured tracks have captured her tracks (laughs) (laughs) and they put to put them all in a delightful compilation for us um called till another time check it out and it looks like she just recently put out, uh, came out March of 2021, um, in very limited LP um, with music by her, uh, all untitled tracks. Um, no. Yeah. But uh, words by Charlotte Bronte, on uh, at least on one of them. Um, edition of 40 copies with personalized artwork by her on the goodness me on the almost Halloween time label. Uh, Have you noticed that like a lot of artists are doing that limited edition of 50 vinyls and 40 vinyls and a hundred vinyls. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This is, that's expensive, man. It's an artist or it's a, it's a label out of Italy, an edition of 40 with, with hand, you know, hand done artwork. Um, and there, well, I can tell you is I've heard, the uh, a few songs on the internet and I've heard this record that that Dave sent and I dig Linda Smith so I'm gonna delve deeper. Yeah, me too. Um I like her style, I like her voice. It's it's I like her recording aesthetic. She's cool. The label the label that put it out, um it's under it's almost Halloween time records. Strangely the the uh URL, the website is 
underwaternow.com. They also put out um, uh, an album by Mark, who, if you remember a few shows back, I played Horsey, Good Horsey. The main, yeah. the main guy in that is, is Mark. Um, actually, according to the website, it's an edition of 55, but it's only 16 euros. Um, That's a fair price, isn't it? Because they must have cost 10 euros to make. At least. Um, yeah. So yeah, I may maybe I'll maybe I'll even just order that. I don't know what shipping is, but um, but I see what they're doing there. If you make that many records, you should probably sell them. Right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, I, might, I think I've been making too many at Burger Step. I'm trying to learn from all the people that do this all the time. These people that have a clue. <laughs> it's you know what it is. It's about uh, supply and demand. And they're trying to increase demand by limiting supply. Right, which and that's brilliant because so if you do sell the 100, then you always have the, then the first 100, of course, are the most valuable. But and then if people like you sell the first 100, there's more sure. craving for it going on. You then can make an addition of three, three or 500. Right, right. And the key from a record label Someday standpoint? I'll learn. From a record label standpoint, what you do is you have additional covers made up, and then if you don't need the covers, you just, you know, you can recycle them. Because the See, cost... Is, we, we just have done it all wrong at Little Brother yeah. and Brother's <laughs> Tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, well, thank you for playing, Linda, and thank you, Dave, for sending um, the Capture Track stuff. Yeah, Dave Martin. Thanks. Um, all right, well, I'm going to go back a ways... Uh, to an artist I think that may still be making music, or at least was making music as recently as a few years ago. Um, this is soul R&B. I think maybe she's now known best as being a gospel singer. Um, I'm talking about Candy Staten. Um, she's been married it's like, what, seven times? Six or seven. Um, she was originally married... At the time, so I'm going to play something from her first album, 1970, um, called "I'm." The album's called "I'm Just a Prisoner," that she made uh, with and when she was married to Clarence Carter. Of course, uh, you know Peaches, um, you know soul R&B singer. Um, she was married to him for a few years. She's married to, like you said, five or six others. Uh, including and, uh, including Otis Nixon, the famous baseball player Otis Nixon. Otis Nixon, yeah. Who? Uh, when did they married for? What like a minute in the two thousands? How long were they married? Oh, uh, I bet so. Two thousand ten to two thousand twelve. That's a long marriage, Mike. For God's <laughs> sakes, you know it's higher than the national average. And and, and then, uh, apparently she's currently married to a guy named Henry Hooper. And bless her heart, Candy Staten. And towards the end of two thousand eighteen was diagnosed with breast cancer, so hopefully she's fought that off. Yeah. Well, yeah. she just turned, last month, she turned 81. She was born in 1940, yeah. March 13th. So happy belated birthday, Candy Staten, who, in you know, I've, for years I've known her, and I, I struggle to um, not conflate her name with um, Elizabeth Cady Stanton. It's Candy Staten, not Cady Stanton. Get It When You Want It, sorry, Get It When I Want It, by Candy Staten, from her first album, 1970, I'm Just a Prisoner. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So that actually may have been from 1969, uh, not 1970, which Let's is... be correct, Mike. Which is when um, Otis Nixon was 10. Yeah, good old <laughs> Otis Nixon. Yeah. Uh, I think Fantastic. they're about 20 years apart in age, but, you know. No, that's cool, man. They made no. it. They made it go for a few years at least. Go Otis. Some with Otis, man. Yeah. Candy Satan. Candy Satan. Yeah, no, that's got a lot of boogie to it. Yeah, you know, just good old classic soul. Yeah, I bet that was fun to see. A little funk soul. Yeah, I, I could have played one she wrote. She didn't write that one. She wrote a couple on the, on the first album, including one she wrote with her husband at the time, Clarence Carter. Well, you could have done, but you didn't. I didn't. No. Yeah. Anyways, I, um, the last time I, I believe we went to the um, somewhat belated unknownest theory um, of playing bands that we're almost sure on the podcast that no one's ever heard of because they have a very limited record and they're bands that have stumbled upon my radar. Um, I believe that was the night that you played Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> uh, I think. I think uh, I can't even remember who it was. See, uh, I, and can, so, look, I so, can look it up. So they're still unknown in my mind, but I know it was good, and I felt terrible for them. I think it was. Oh no, no, no! It was my. It was. Uh, it was my buddy Mike. Oh yeah, 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 right. yeah! It's Mike Clark. It was yeah. It's, it's my buddy Mike Clark on Broker's Tip. He had to follow Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> and you know, of course, he's somewhat of an unknownist because he's on Broker's Tip Records, and his seven inch is great. M.G. Clark, man. Um, you got to get that seven inch. Um, it's really cool. Um, anyways, I'm going to go to Richmond. I'm going to Richmond next week, Mike. I'm leaving central Iowa for the first time in 15 months. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to see my family over there. My mom, um, who is, uh, I miss her. And, um, so I'm going to play a band from Richmond. Really cool guys. Two brothers, I believe from the South side, Bon Air boys, JP and Wes Parker. Um, there's a, a label in Richmond that's called Citrus City that is cassette only as far as I know. Um, but they've put out a ton of cassettes and um which kinda kinda proves that it's a good way to get the music out there in some format. And of course, as we know, like, you know, most bands have a band camp page and this band certainly does. They're called Ruth's Good. They named their band after their beloved grandma. And I'm going to play a song off of their um, 2017, I believe it's cassette only, Spliff EP, um, which could suggest a number of things. <laughs> this is uh, JP and Wes Parker and a couple of their buddies. It's a really well-crafted pop song called Milkshake Boys.
It's a nice one. Yeah, Ruth's good. They're good, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. It has a little, um, I don't think a little built-to-spill feel almost. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Is a, is, yeah. Have you listened to much of their stuff? Is a lot of it like that? Yeah. Well, you can go to their Bandcamp page, I believe, listen to their entire output. Okay. And, and again, it's another band that's been set back by the... Right. Yeah, because right. they obviously would have been really active, so imagine they're raring to go. Mm-hmm. Piranha Rama, I know they're they're planning on playing some shows. They got an outdoor show. Uh, my dear friends, Piranha Rama on Broker's Tip, they got an outdoor show opening for a brass band on Browns Island this summer. So, yeah, Richmond, I think, is, um, you know, which has always been a great scene. Um, this is, you know, yet another really cool band from there that's missed some time, yeah. valuable time as, you know, young people making music and I just, I, I dig their stuff. The, yeah. two, two, two brothers. I like it. I'll check it. I'll check it out further. And, and speaking of live shows, I went and looked up, um, the details on that Mississippi records deal. And so I'll read what they posted, which, which is, uh, we'll be having concerts in the park across the street from the record shop all summer long every saturday and sunday from july 1st to august 29th 25 shows with over 100 acts have already been booked we won't be announcing who is playing or when so if you show up it's a crapshoot you may get spiritual jazz or punk or cumbia or legendary singer songwriters or soul or popular indie rock or djs or hip-hop or rock and roll we'll have mostly local acts but some top shelf visitors too all shows will be free and spread out for maximum social distancing. All shows are are free. Yeah. I mean, so I guess the bands are probably going to play gratis. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, that's super cool. There might be like a tip jar. You know, there'll probably be merch opportunities, I would imagine. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of a cool, it's a cool thing. Yeah. And, you know, of course, there's, there's still artists playing live things on the Internet. Like, some of them are charging, you know, money, um, which is, you know, believe me, these artists are, in a lot of cases, starving. So, mm-hmm. or, you know, need the money to support their projects. So, you know, eight bucks or whatever. But, yeah, no, it's just going to be an interesting as we head, you know, back into the live music experience, how it all works. Um, totally. So it's you know I think what you have out there with Mississippi Records is a pretty rare opportunity. I think people are going to have to expect rare. to pay. Super rare, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and it's the sort of thing where I would I would imagine there will be ways to pay the bands one way or another. So yeah, well, you I mean it's a generous music community you live in, so yeah. people will come through. People support, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to the '60s, and I'm going to go to san francisco so i'm kicking new school tonight you're kicking old I like yeah that. and um at least so far we're we're only staying in the in the continental u.s um so far yeah so far no 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 promises for later but so far which is a rarity for us often we jump all over the world um but i'm going to san francisco in the late 60s I guess the hate Ashbury scene was thriving. You know, maybe these guys were part of it, but they're sort of a weird offshoot and footnote in some ways. I mean, they're certainly known, um, but they're much more obscure and, you know, in many circles forgotten compared to Jefferson Airplane and Grateful Dead and, you know, a lot of the 
stuff that was happening in that time. Um, when you like bands that weren't from that area too, like, you know, love, love definitely is heavily celebrated. Love. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm, the band I'm talking about is called the West coast pop art experimental band. They put out a uh, first album. Like it's one of the super, super rare ultra collectible, the original, I think they made like 40 copies in 1966. <laughs> <laughs> talk about, we or 55, about, Mike. I mean, you know. yeah. Uh, or uh, maybe a hundred copies. Um, yeah. In, in 1966, and it was mostly covers. Well, not mo- I had a lot of covers. Louie Louie. They did a cover of You Really Got Me. They did a cover of It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. All the standards. All the standards in 66. But then in in 67, they released a couple albums on reprise, uh, released another one in 68. Um, They they named their first self-released one Volume One, and then when they signed to reprise and released an album on reprise, they called it Part One. Uh, And then their second album for reprise was Volume Two. So... uh, you know, Very straightforward. As, with the, as, uh, as weird and... They were using drugs that didn't affect the naming process. Well, it did of the songs, but at least not of the titles. Yeah, um, or the band name, the... which was also very plain and descriptive. Because that's what they were. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, I'll play uh, I'll play one from the first album on Reprise called Part One. Um, in this one... You know, they covered the Kinks on their first album called Volume One. Um, this one I don't, is not a cover, but maybe I think of this as almost a nod uh, to the Kinks. This is where I belong. Um, the name of this one is Here's Where You Belong, the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band. Bring it on. Here's where you be 
course, very reminiscent of the birds, but just a catchy little ta- a little song there. Yeah, pretty. But like um, the thing I'm wondering about, and and are you going to play another? Um, sure, I'll play another. Yeah, and I was wondering where the the experimental part's going to come in because Ooh. they called themselves the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band. Like, well, yeah, okay. So I I was focused on some of the more, I guess, pop catchy song stuff, but I'll play. Uh, they get freaky. Do they get freaky. I'll play this. This this one's a little. This freaky. has a you know a beautiful melancholic pop song. This is from the same album. Uh, I'll do the mono single mix of it. It's a little shorter than the album version. Well, please um, do. It's called Help I'm a Rock. a little weirder um, no no that's a lot weirder <laughs> it's it but it's no, the, that that's experimental that's, that's the thing like, you know i think about 69 1970 you said that, that was 60 far out. 67 um, yeah, that's far out for so 67 the year i was born same album those two songs came from the same album it's like you have the birds and the fugs on the same record <laughs> you know? yeah more of that like I, yeah, that one that second one was Badass. Uh, yeah, it's totally badass. I mean, not, not that the first one wasn't like really pretty, but it was sort of very typical of the genre. Whereas, right, right. You know, well, and Help on Morocco was, you know, proper freak show. <laughs> Total freak show, you know. You know. Um, but you know, for whatever reason, they were not um, as successful. They didn't really have any hits. 
They didn't continue on. They released a few albums on reprise. They released one album in 1969 on Amos Records. And then um, Bob Markley, who is kind of one of the main guys in the band, I, I think um, probably the experimental part of the name of the band, um, they put out an album in 1970 under the this name. Who's the guy that thought he was a rock? Yeah, exactly. Um, they put out an album uh, under the name Markley. Um, but I think it was essentially the same group. Um, well, hold on. You hear me? I do. What do you got going on there? Yeah. Oh, you know what happened? Like, uh, I put the uh, TV on pause. Just keep talking. Let me, I'll, I'll press the mute button. <laughs> All right. So as Bob pauses his TV. Um... Yeah. Sorry about that. You know, it's kind of funny. You press, like, the pause button on the on the TV and TV, but it sounded like a vacuum though, didn't it? At first. D- yeah. Well, I think it was like some sort of like, you know, sports audience background sounds or something. I don't know. But no, there's people there now, but like, um, they, um, to me, it sounded like a vac, somebody vacuuming. And I was like, well, that's an interesting time for what, you know, vacuum, but, <laughs> um, um, you never know. But I, um, I recently bought a new lawnmower, Mike. Yeah. They use it for the first time today. You don't, you don't have. Uh, have you ever owned a lawnmower? Oh, I have. I've owned multiple lawnmowers. I don't currently yeah. own one, but um, I have before. Yeah, like of the gas-powered variety. Oh yeah, you know it. Yeah, I went all out and I bought I bought a, a green mower with a rechargeable battery. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, and then I well, that's what I have for my um, you know, my weed weed whacker. And. Um, you there still? I am. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a little nervous about that, but um, it's okay. We've we've had some technical issues on the show. That's cool. We'll so I ordered the out. machine. So like, I didn't realize I was, I was, you know, so I ordered the thing. It comes, you know. My neighbor James, he says you got you got a couple of big boxes on your porch, you know. And I was like, oh, that must be the mower, you know. So like, I live in one of those those neighborhoods where I guess occasionally, just like everywhere else in the right country people get their packages stolen it's like the neighbors always shout hey you got a box on your porch so i go again i'm like oh cool it's a new mower which is kind of perfect timing because the grass is grown and um perfect combination of rain and sun 50 degrees you know like it's time to start time to start mowing so a few weeks ago i went and checked my mower that i've had for years out in the garage and i'd forgotten at the end of last summer that the front right tire had rusted off. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not going to buy a new lawnmower for the first time forever. And so I did some research, and I got this this rechargeable battery mower. And so then I assembled it, of course. My skills are very rudimentary in, the, in that category. And I managed to get the thing constructed. And I was like, okay, let's power up. And then I realized one of the reasons why I got a great deal on the machine is because – the battery and the charger were like separate. You had to buy them separately. Oh, yeah. So they came like I ordered them. So now I'm like well invested <laughs> in this thing. And um, I, you know, I, the battery and the charger came today, and I plugged it all in and got got it going. And I managed to cut the backyard and like the charge. It was great, great job. It sounds just like it sounds just like when the TV just came on. Sounds like <laughs> it's like you're vacuuming your lawn, but you're cutting it, which is great. And of yeah. course, you have to worry about gas. You know, right. like going to the gas station, or even like you know, wondering if the mower is going to start every year. I'm not yeah. good at mower maintenance. Oh, and, no, right, exactly. 
Did, did yeah, I... so the the charge only lasted twenty minutes, but I think if I do it right, then I can still get it cut. But um, yeah, so yeah, I recommend the green mower, but make sure like. You know, get suckered into the trick and just get the mower and realize you can't power the baby up. Get the kit, you know. Yeah, you got to get the kit. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the tip. So, yeah. Pro tip. Next time, next time you're mowing. Pro tip from, from Master Gardener, Bob Nastanovich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no. Actually, I have a um, I have an electric-powered um, cultivator tiller thing, and I just cut my garden plot out. We'll have all kinds of peppers and, and tomatoes this summer, hopefully. So, yeah, I don't know. Are we doing a music podcast? We can make a salsa. Yeah, we are doing a music podcast. Um, I'm making some salsa. I could uh, could play another West Coast pop art experimental band, or you could play one. I'll play one, yeah. I'll I'll play one. I'll I'll go with um, a band that's actually pretty well known. I imagine you've heard of them. This is the kit. Maybe. Rings a vague bell, but I I don't know their stuff. Okay, so basically it's a a one woman named Kate Stables. Who's from the south of England, Winchester, um, Hampshire, uh, County Hampshire, like uh, down, down south, not far from Southampton. Okay. And um, she has the, the old, I think it's a good way to do things when you're like a formidable artist, like the revolving door of accompanying musicians. Mm-hmm. I know that she's worked quite a bit with um, Rosalind uh, Plain, Rosie Plain, who's put, put really great solo stuff um, out on Lost Map Records, which is course one of the show's favorite record labels sure. um she's from the uk but she's basically built most of her career based in paris where she lives heavily celebrated on bbc radio and tv and um she's made she's also one of these incredibly prolific artists that's made tons of music um i'm choosing a, a favorite of mine which her styles, she goes all over the map with her styles. This one's got kind of a, well, you tell me afterwards. It's um, off an album that came out in 2010 on the Bristol label Dreamboat. And um, it's on an album called Wriggle Out the Restless and it's called Earthquake.
Yes, very, very pretty singer. Very yeah. good singer, Kate Stables. Great guitar player. And how many albums has she put out under the... Oh, I mean, ten. Yeah, okay. I'm guessing. Okay. Um, lot, lot of variety there. Very talented person. Um, but one thing in, about that particular song, I realize I have a spot in Kate's stable. Kate's stable, stable. Like, I can play clave sticks in a shaker. <laughs> So there's somebody yeah. in there, maybe it was her, you know, was, who knows. There like, was a vibe to that, yeah. Um, yeah, no, nah, she's cool. You could fill out she's the percussion cool. for sure. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, will, I will check her out further. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, that's just one that I really dig. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of different um, styles. Cool. And she's, still, and she's a beautiful voice. Still current, still making music. Oh, totally, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, she's opened for some real heavy heads yeah. over the years. Um, imagine blowing them off the stage, but, you know, without naming names, that's, you know, don't worry about that. She hasn't blown pavement off the stage yet. <laughs> There's still time, right? Uh, <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope she has the opportunity to blow pavement off the stage. We haven't, we haven't talked, speaking of which, we haven't talked about the news um, that supposedly broke, sort of broke online um where spiral stairs said that you mean scott canberg yeah scott Spy, aka spiral stairs yeah yeah scott said the australian the australian that's right said that pavement was going to be doing a tour in uh 2022 <clears throat> to which you replied to the tweet good to know have you heard no, i didn't know that for sure. have you heard anything further since that since that online exchange yes i have one thing i've heard about it is that which is very interesting is we we've talked throughout the course of the pandemic about venues and booking tours and stuff like that. And a lot of things are that are going to be open and are going to exist towards the second half of this year and next year and into 2023 a lot of things are already booked. So like if you're booking a tour right now, mm, you're looking like out. pretty far into the future. Huh. So as far as I know, I mean, the hope is, um, unfortunately in, in continental Europe, uh, particularly in, in, well, I can name three France and Spain and Portugal are, struggling with the with the pandemic in a big way mm. and pretty much in lockdown mode and that's why the primavera sound festival that they hope to have go off is very optimistic in the first place in june this year has again been pushed back to june of 2022 um and it I mean, hopefully we'll be doing that and then we'll sure. just sort of take it from there based on opportunity really tour um, tour after that and tour off that I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's not up to me. Sure. Um, I just hope, you know, and the, you know, one good thing about it, if you're sitting in this chair, is like, um, it's definitely not happening for, for a while. So, yeah. like, I imagine, I'll find out probably about a week or two after you do. So let me know. <laughs> okay. Um, what you hear? I'll, I'll I mean, you know, yeah. I'll send you the tweet, and you can you can then do your legwork, but. Uh... Exciting news, and um, you know we'll look. Well, we'll see what happens. More, I mean, yeah. You know, you, you never know, or at least hopeful news. Yeah, yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah, but there's nothing on paper yet, so sure. no, I would love to play. You know, sure. So, 
Gives me a lot of time to get fit, Mike. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, you and me both, man. You know, we gotta yeah, get I mean, you gotta have the rooms, you know, the claw base, you know, come That's on, right. shakers, right. uh, all that kind of stuff. All right, well, I'm gonna play a current band from Nova Scotia. Going a little there north. you go. There you go. Going north. Um, they've put out a few albums. They put out a album uh, earlier this year, or actually, no, I guess last year, 2020, on Jag Jaguar Records. Um, That's a big one. That's a big one there. I'm yeah. Play one from their. Um, I believe it's their 2018 record uh, that came out on. It was a joint release between Paris of uh, Paradise of Bachelors and Jag Jaguar. Um, the album's called "I'm Bad Now," and this is this is a band called Nap Eyes that I first heard. Um, my friend Caitlin um, made a playlist and put this uh, band on. Not this song, but um, one of the earlier songs. And I dug it. So I no, from Sloan it. territory. Sloan's from Halifax. That's right. Um, so yeah, I checked out their catalog, uh, picked up this record. It's a really, really good record. Solid, um, you know, great songwriting. Good, good vocals. I think you'll dig it uh, if you don't know them already. And you know, there's kind of a horse racing reference, sort of. They talk about racing. Well, they talk about racing. Uh, they talk about horse racing. Okay, yeah, cool. A little bit. Like, they talk about racetracks, at least. Abandoned racetracks, which, of course, maybe they mean car racetracks, but, of course, you and I think about all the abandoned horse racetracks around. Um, yeah, be a few more, I'm afraid. Yeah, soon. Soon. Okay. Quite soon. Um, anyway, uh, the song's called Dull Me Line uh, from Nap Eyes. Oh, what'd you say? What's it called? Dull Me Line? Dull. Yeah, D-U-L-L, uh, me. Line, L-I-N-E, dull. By nap eyes, thank you. Yeah, here you go. Trying to forget what you say Go Miss 
tell you it couldn't be easier You just listen to what I say You take all the things that you hate Dig them deep out from your day And you never let it go Even if your friend tells a good joke And you don't even smile Even if it feels natural And that's a dove Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, very mellow for you, Mike. Yeah, you think? Yeah, the mellow side. Yeah. I, I like I, I like the way the singer is um very brave and bold and high in the mix. You know, is. you don't need a lyric sheet for that. No, it's true. The lyrics yeah. um or the vocals definitely carry this and it's it's he's got a very um like almost familiar voice. Like I can't pin it's got a little Calvin Johnson to it, little, in a way. Little, but like certainly that more melodic. Happening. You know, not as a monotone. Um, no, yeah, no, but I'm saying, yeah, he can do that. Then he get, then he gets pretty and high pitch. You know, he's got yeah. a versatile voice and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I dig them, um, and I could see them, you know, pairing well with a number of bands uh, currently touring these days. So maybe they'll get out on the road sometime next. Yeah, week. Nap Eyes. Nap Eyes. Yeah, cool band name. Mm-hmm. Um, you were gonna play a Hornet Leg tonight. Was a, um, I like that band name too. You said they're like a Portland punk rock band. I guess we'll hear them on a future show. Yeah, you will. Stay tuned. They're current. Um, they're current ish. Yeah, they're mm. they're um they put out an album on K in two thousand nine and put out a few um, EPs and seven inches. I think kind of on their own label more recently, but yeah. Good stuff. So I'll, talk, I'll play one from current modern-day Portland. Okay. Yeah, husband-wife duo um, who recorded this album, and I think it, it definitely made the songs. And um, during the pandemic, it's one thing when you've got two really good musicians that live in the same house with two boys, um, two young boys that they're raising, and it's you know, nice aside from watching TV and fiddling around and da 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 to be able to make great song great songs together and I'm gonna play some Corvair. Do you remember the Corvair, the car? I do. It's the car. Yeah, C O R V I bet you a few of those are probably floating around Portland, you know, because it seems like it's a it's a cool old car kind of town. Yeah, possibly. I don't know if I've seen one lately, but I, I always remember it as like was it connected to the Corvette? Was it like a offshoot of the Corvette? Not not really it was it was it was a '60s car, right? And it had a had the um, I believe it was the first Chevy. It was a Chevy, mm. which I think the Corvette is a lawn to itself, or was it originally a Chevy? Who knows? Well, no car. I, I don't know. As a kid, I just but thought the, like one was was like a knockoff of the other. <laughs> I remember my grandfather had a Corvair in the 
in the sixties before I was born. And my, my mother always spoke very nervously about it because it was a very da- they were very dangerous. They had very low safety ratings. I don't even know if they did safety ratings there, but it was like a dangerous car. Right. And um, it had a rear, rear, rear mounted air cooled engine, which is the first one in American car history. Um, like a Fiat X19 or Volkswagen, like sort of thing, like yeah, with the engines like behind the where the people sit. Um, right, it's kind of a coupe sort of thing, but that's beside the point. This is Heather Larimer, good friend of mine since the '90s. Um, she was, of course, in the in the, in the great band Uzotra, which I played on the show, which recently got in, in, inducted into the Indie Pop Hall of Fame. And her husband, Brian Nobert. And they employed a drummer on this. Uzotra, of course, um, was a a project with her brother, Nicholas. So she keeps her music very close to the heart. Um, This, you can get this vinyl on the Bandcamp now. It was released um, in small quantities by a label from England called Y. W now how the hell do you say this, Mike? W I A I W Y A. Right. Y I Y A. Y I Y A. I know that label. Um, they they've released some albums by Frechard, who I've played on the show, uh, French singer. Um, yeah, they put out a lot of stuff too. Why? Why? Yeah. Of course, there's of course Ouija, you know, which is right. like the you know the '90s, you know. Riot Girl and Pop album, yeah. Pop Label from London. This is YA, YA we're going to call it. And um, they make really, really nice um, songs together. And this is my favorite off their new album. It's an album with a maritime theme. I believe it's self-titled. You can check them out, corvair.bandcamp.com. And this song is called Sailor Down. Up with Heather Limmer.
pop song there yeah i think like one thing one thing i love about them is that i think that they don't really care about what's cool like what's in style and what's you know fashionable i think they're just making you know you you will hear like you know stereo lab influence on this record and like stuff like that but it's more like it's just more about like they're making like some you know music that they love like yeah. you know um, as opposed to like worrying about what's cool, right? Yeah. And in the end, it's like a really, really good, solid like rock and rock album. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the um, the dual vocals. You know, not really. A yeah, duet, no, they worked that out. But yeah. like playing off each other's vocals. You know. Uh, yeah, that's part of being in love, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Good but stuff. You know, I will. Yeah, I've never. I've never written songs or been in a relationship where I made songs with um, a loved one. So Heather's done that with her, you know, both her brother and her husband now. So, but it's really cool album. Check it out. Corvair. I will. Thank you for the tip. Yeah. Portland, man. It's right around the hood. You you know, hopefully they'll, maybe they'll play at Mississippi records. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be very cool. I think they're good there. I think they, they'll probably present themselves. I don't think they played out yet, but I imagine they're ready to. Um, they probably present themselves as a three-piece. I don't remember the name of the guy that plays drums right now, but he's he's played a, just like just like a lot of people in Portland. They played in a bunch of different bands. And, yeah. You know, I think they I think they're going to kick it. Cool. Well, thank you. And, yeah, uh, very interesting program. Yeah, listen, the, the technical difficulties were just in the first third. I'm sorry you've got some editing to do. That's okay. Most most people won't even realize that we had we had a few false starts, but that's okay. That's good. Well, you always work that out. Yeah. Make well, me sound good, Mike. That's what I always say. Mike, I, make me sound good. I, I'll do my best, Bob. Uh, yeah. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, and uh, yeah, we'll do this soon. We We talked about maybe revisiting some old artists. So, yeah, and I, you know, in fact, I, I've sent Mike songs here in the last several days, and he said, "Oh no, you, no, we played that on '69, we played <laughs> that on '43." So yeah. I should actually make a list of the ones that you know that it, I, I obviously the one I was going to play. That, I mean, I should actually make I start preparing a list because like we're not going to go back and play just the obvious ones that we could play ten songs from that we only played one or two. Right? Um, they'll be like you know second songs by bands that just need to be revisited. So right. we'll do that in the 160s here and there. I guess we we might be do a guest. Uh, yeah, I think we should. Yeah. We Got should some candidates. It's, it's about time to do a guest. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hook something up. But cool. either That'd way, we'll, we'll, we'll go again sometime soon, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Look after yourself. You too, my man. As yeah. always, a pleasure. Love you. I love you too, yeah. Be well, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. Yeah.